0: Good evening, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Father Bank Podcast. Joining me tonight will be my brother Mo, and we will be having a discussion about co parenting and how it gets chaotic after the relationship is over between the mother and the father. Thank you for joining me for episode four. I am your host, Ty Shell. Good evening, and joining me on my fourth episode of the Fathers Ain't Podcast is my brother, Mo. And I wanted to have a conversation with my brother about uh, relationships and how uh, having children by someone else affects your relationship with the person that you are currently with or how has it affected you. Um, before we get started, welcome Mo.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Mo?
1: So I am a funny guy. I should have been a comedian. <laughs> um, but I also, um, I've been an organizer for seven years, a healthcare organizer. So I represent healthcare workers. So I do contracts with wages, um, their benefits. And when they get in trouble, I try to get them out of trouble. Um, if they get terminated, uh, I go to the cases, fight for them and get their job back with back pay and stuff like that.
0: Okay. So um, Mo, as you know, is a married father of two sons, uh, one by his wife currently and one by someone else. Um, Mo, I just want you to just let the audience know, like, what are some of the things that you went through with your older son's mother as you were transitioning into your new relationship?
1: Well, I think one of the things I went to is try to explain um, because when I first met my 1st uh, son mother, she already had a three-year-old, and I I was around him to the whole time he was, like, 13 years old. So it's hard when you break up, you know, a situation like that because the kids, you know, look at you as the enemy because they feel like you're the one that's breaking up the relationship. But I think once they get older, they realize, and you have a conversation with them, they realize what's going on. But when they're young, it's kind of hard because they don't understand so one thing I did was I tried to have a con- have a conversation with them early, but that wasn't working because they still wasn't really understanding what was going on. Um, and then it don't make it easy as well if the mother on the other side is telling them negative and bad things about you as well. So I just waited till um, her first child got older, and me and him chopped it up a little bit. I explained to him what the deal was, uh what the deal is, and I explained to him that I'm still here for him at the end of the day. I said, when you go through stuff, you still can call me. you need anything, you still can call me. And then once he got older, he stopped going through challenges in his relationships. Once he started getting up there in the Asian, then he understood. Like, oh, yeah, now I see what you, where you was coming from. So, so I'm still working on my – 13-year-old now. So.
0: so it's safe to say that you still have maintained a relationship with your oldest child's mother's first
1: son. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you ha- I mean sometimes you have to. I know it's hard I mean you're gonna go through it I've been through a lot but I think at the end of the day as long as y'all just worry about the kids and make sure they treat and' no, no devil and Because a lot of guys like doing that and that don't help that don't help your situation so once you put you know uh her in her place and let her know like look at the end of the day we're gonna stay communicating about the kids we're gonna stay on this task and you go from there
0: now' it's, it's interesting that you say put her and her police. Because once the relationship is over, she does have a place, and that is as the child's mother. However, some females feel entitled because I am the child's mother, then immediately what I say goes, or if you're out and I call, you need to be picking up the phone, or if I need you, you need to be coming immediately and stuff like that. So how how would you like as you, as you just said, put one in one's place and make the, make the conversation, not an argument, not in a debate. It's just something between you and the mother to get an understanding of what her place is.
1: Well, I think, I think what I had to do was one, I had to have a sit down with her to let her know at the end of the day we tried, it didn't work, but we still can be, you know, friends. We can still, um, you know, chopped up when it comes to the kids. There's nothing wrong with that. I might not. I didn't try to, like, block out all the way. Because I think when you try to block somebody out all the way, then they try to get revenge. They try to figure out, you know, how can they make your life a living hell. So it's not It's not about that. Because I always tell people all the time, who you with sometimes never going to work. There's nothing wrong with that. I'll start over. And a lot of people are afraid of that. And you can't be afraid of that. So one thing I did was I had to sit down with her, had a conversation with her, let her know. Like, if she goes through anything, I'm still here at the end of the day. But it's boundaries. You gotta set boundaries with people because if you don't set boundaries, then all hell breaks loose.
0: Well, now that you mentioned the boundaries, some, like I said, some females feel like there is no boundary because I have your child. So, what, what do you do in that when in that instance when there's a sense of entitlement because I do have the child, so therefore I can do what I want with no boundary? How how does that affect the co-parenting situation?
1: I think what we got to do is just put our foot down. Because I think what what we tend to do sometimes is we don't want to go through the drama. Men don't like, well, some men don't like drama. And what we try to do is we feed into their negativity. And one thing I try to do is I try to stay away from that and not feed into it. Because once you feed into it, it's just going to keep on going on and on and on. And it ain't going to never stop. So because it it was kind of hard once i got married and met my um wife so it was definitely we definitely went through a rocky road and we got through it
0: can you explain some of that rocky road that you went through
1: um so some of the rocky roads was that when i first met her i used to take my son around her she didn't want that she didn't want her around him um anytime we went somewhere he couldn't go or um over her house he can't go over her house Um, it's stuff like that. It's just, it's just picking. And I think if you don't try to nip that in the bud, the person you with won't end up leaving because it's a headache towards them. And I know when I met my wife, she was young. She ain't had no kids. So going through that, she was like, man, this is, this is a lot. So I had to do something to try to keep her.
0: So how were you, how were you able to, um, maintain, let's, let's start from the transition Up until the end of the transition so basically I'm asking what so you said some of the things that you went through in the beginning of the transition and like you said when you met your wife she was young so she had no clue about all of this you know baby mother baby father stuff so it was new to her so what did you do and and how did it affect your relationship transitioning when you you know when you got into the relationship with your now wife so how did, what are some of the things that happened in that relationship when you were going through this?
1: Well, I, I think from the beginning, I think I effed up from the beginning because I wasn't truthfully honest. And that's something that, you know, we should, you know, be straightforward with. That way we can hatch a lot of that drama out. And I wasn't uh, straightforward with it from the beginning because mm-hmm. I, when I was transitioning, I was um, still living with her. But me and her was like, like done, done. So I was trying to get myself together to eventually move out. And then while I'm going through that phase, I end up meeting, you know, my wife. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm going through that phase, it really didn't help. Because um, I wasn't, you know, honest and neither one of them at first. Um, so one thing that not being honest brought a lot of drama. Um, so what I started doing is to try to be honest with both. And I think being honest with both kind of like calmed it down. But it was still that little push there a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's just kind of frustrating for her because I went through a lot. Like when you with somebody for so long, damn near like eight years, you feel like that's a long time, and you feel like you're gonna be together with this person forever. But once stuff starts going downhill, you start realize you got a second, you got second guess because you don't wanna risk a being with this person forever and then you living your life like under a rock because you're frustrated, you're going through a lot, and that's what I did. I just I was like, you know what? I gotta figure out like how can I pick myself up. I start getting down at a point in time of being in a toxic relationship.
0: So when you say at the beginning you were not honest with either one of them, what was the reason for that? Is it because you didn't know if you were going to go back to your son's mother or is it because you didn't know how this thing was going to work out with your wife or is it because you was trying to keep the both of them and maybe, you know, if this one didn't fizzled out or didn't work, then okay, I still have this as a backup plan. Or, you know, like what What was your thought process and not being honest with them?
1: Well, first of all, um, first son, uh, I knew I was through, but I was still living at her house. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't just go like crazy.
0: Right, okay. But I had
1: to be smart about everything and I wasn't. Um, so at the time I was trying to find somewhere to live, I ended up meeting my wife. And instead of telling her that I still live with my first son, mom, just just something I was living by myself. Okay. Um, and what I should have done was gave her an option to talk to me if she didn't want to. And if she didn't, then I would have to face that. But that's something that I should have done and I didn't do. And I think that's what caused a lot of the drama as well. So
0: knowing your wife like how you know her now, if you would have given her that option, do you think that y'all would be together today?
1: Probably not. I don't know. That's a a good
0: question. I don't don't know. So, in in this chaotic co-parenting, as we call it, what so what were some of the things? How did it affect your your son? How did it affect you know the relationship with you and him, with you and his mom, or how did he perceive everything when y'all were going through it? Like. Or was he like stuck in the middle, or do you feel like one was playing one against the other? Like, how how did that affect the child?
1: Well, it definitely became one against the other, um, because okay. like, you know, when everything happened, and I eventually left and started being on my own, and then you know I had my wife, so when me and her used to go out, I used to take him, so it's like, and she's, she she used to love you to death, so it's like we all all three of us chilling, we we kicking it, and then on the same side, you know, you got her calling, asking want to speak to him at the same time that we hanging out, so she want to be on the phone with him the whole time, and then like when he would be with us, he okay, but then as soon as he go home, you don't know what she's telling him, so eventually he started coming around us, and he, he starts shying himself away a little bit, so you can mm-hmm. tell like a lot mm-hmm. of that drama was, was stuck in him, like at the time he was small, so he don't know like who to trust, at the end of the day, you know boys always put mamas first, so he always put his mother first. I mean, I, I understood what was going on, but it was a headache at the same time. But, you know, I just try to, like, talk to him. But at the end of the day, it, it's hard to do when he, were her 24-7, and then he only really come with me on the weekend. So he getting filled with a whole bunch of drama.
0: So how did those things affect you as a father and affected you being a father? Um, not only to... Your biological son, but also to your, if we want to call it your stepson as well, because, you know, he was seeing all of these things go down, too. So it's like, you know, how how did that affect you as far as the relationships with both of them?
1: I think I think we had times like Christmas time, you know, they would come around and they went and speak to my wife and then my wife would feel some type of way. And then, you know, she would come to me and then I got to go to them. And at the end of the day, I'm like, look, y'all got to speak. If y'all can't speak, then I got to figure out what I got to do about them. Because I cannot mm-hmm. stop them from coming around. But I got to figure out what can I do. Um, it was it was a lot of that. Uh, it was times that, you know, we uh, they would come over the house and they wouldn't respond to her. They would only respond to me. And what I had to do is tell them, at the end of the day, like, you got to listen to me and her. Like, we both are the adults, y'all the kids. So if y'all not going to do that, then we need to take the time out to figure out what's going on. And me doing that, it broke a lot of stuff down to figure out where a lot of the stuff was coming from.
0: Did you ever at any point as you were going through this feel like, you know what, because I don't want to be bothered with her, I'm not going to be bothered with my son? Because like you said, men don't like drama. Men don't like to argue. And it's at times it gets frustrating. So it's like whatever you want, just. Whatever. Because I don't feel like this. So did you ever feel like, you know, I love my son, but I just I really can't deal with this right now. So until y'all get y'all together, I don't want to see you if you if money is what you want, then here's the money. But you don't need me right now.
1: Yeah, there was definitely one situation where uh, mm-hmm. me and my wife and my son was sitting at the table. Um, and we was having a discussion and he just bleating and say, like, you know what, daddy, I don't love you. Like, I love Miami instead. He was like, I hope mm-hmm. you die. Like, and stuff like that, you got to figure out. You know, it, it's hurtful, but you don't know if that's how he really feel or somebody putting bad negativity in his head. Mm-hmm. So, stuff like that, you do, like, shy away from. Then I stopped getting them for a little bit. Um, because, like you said, it definitely, like, it, it play a major part on you. And it, and I see sometimes how fathers get frustrated. And be like, you know what? Like, I ain't going to keep on going through all that if, if she pushing them like that. But then I, I had to realize, too, he young. Like, so I got to give him a chance to, you know, grow up and get his own thoughts. I can't just push him out there because if I just push him out there, then he really going to hate me from doing that. And that's not, that's not, that's not my position on that. My position is to take care of him the best way I can, even though if he feel like that, my best way is to show him not to feel like that.
0: Um, And so how long, how long was that uh, when you decided, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to be seeing you for a while. Like how long did that last?
1: It probably lasts for a good, I, I want to say probably like two months. Okay. Like, I called them here and there, but I blocked them from coming to the house for a little bit. Because it was, it was putting a lot of, like, me and my wife started going through a lot, too, like, around that time. Because now I'm angry that this happened. So, I try to, I, I felt like all, all this stuff really was happening because it was with me and her. And it really didn't have nothing to do with me and her. It was the outside person wanting to bring negativity, you know, in between us. So I, I first I had to, you know, take a, take a step back and, and evaluate myself, and you know, to see where I need to be at with this. Because mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of this stuff really didn't have nothing to do with her.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so one thing I told her is, like, leave, I'm trying to leave you all at it 100%, even though my wife, you know, she's trying to be there with me 100%. But, like, I told her, some of the stuff I got to handle on my own because I don't want you getting caught up in all this.
0: Um, so did you ever feel like at any time when all of this was going on, did you ever feel like you had to make a decision, do I want my relationship with my wife or do I want my relationship with my son?
1: Oh, yeah. it was a, man, look, I'm trying to say it was a whole bunch of drama. It was times that um I even shut out some of my family members because they start acting funny. Um, And I think sometimes when you're dealing with – with exes and your, and your sons and your mother, you know, at the end of the day, they you feel like, especially your mother, like my mother, I feel like she got the best interest in my heart. But then sometimes you got to watch, you know, certain things too. Because um, I feel like at the end of the day, she wa- she wanted to see me do good. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt like when I got out of a relationship with my um, oldest son, mom, she felt like I rushed into another relationship. Um, so she was trying to say, you need to be by yourself. You need to relax. And stuff like that. And ne- what I had to tell him is like at the end of the day, like I'm grown. You gotta let me do what I do. I'm no longer your little your little son no more, your, your little boy. So I'm gonna take what you say, but I'm, you gotta respect what I think too. At the end of the day, um, and that and that goes for him too. Like I had to sit down with him, told him the same thing. Like you gotta get it together. At the end of the day, I'm your father. You gonna come to the house. You gotta do what I say. You gotta do what she say. But if you don't like it, you still I'm still gonna bring you over here. You going to have to deal with it. And and that's what we we've been doing ever since.
0: Did this uh, while this was going on, did this have any effect on your son's behavior pattern? Like, was he acting out, you know, besides the I don't love you and I hope you die. Like, was he giving his mother a hard time because he because for two months now, you just said that he didn't see you. Yeah. So, um, not having you around for two months. Did that affect him as far as his behavior with his mother?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it also affected him with his mother in school. Um, because when he started going to school, he started showing a little uh, aggressiveness and being agitated. And he wouldn't participate in class. Um, so, stuff like that. When, when the mother stopped calling me and saying, like, well, this was going on. So then I had to figure out, like, oh, I know where it's coming from. At first, I didn't. But I was like, you know what? I know where it's coming from because he felt like I'm not in his life. He felt like I ran away from him. So. Once I told her that, like look, like at the end of the day, we guys can get ourselves because he watching us. Like kids is record they tape recorders. So they are they gonna take everything they see and they gonna run with it. So I said at the end of the day with us acting like that, we giving him the opportunity to act out. And like we gotta get ourselves to like straighten out so he can straighten himself out. So I think that what we try to do, it worked out a little bit, but you know, it's stuff jump off hand that.
0: Oh, so you're saying that Still to this day, we still have some issues.
1: Yeah, sometimes like little smart comments and stuff like that, but usually I shove that stuff off and keep it moving.
0: So let's fast forward a little bit. You have another child with your wife. So I would imagine that before your other son, your second son was born, it kind of calmed down some. Yeah. Now, when you had your second son, did that bring it
1: back to life again? A little bit. Because I feel like my oldest son, by him not living with me, and my youngest son living with me, I think he felt like I showed him more attention than him. Um, so what I try to do is I try to bring them close together. I try to, if we, go, if we going outside, we all playing the same thing. Uh, when you spend the night, they can chop it up in the same room. Um, I try not, like, to separate them. So if I go to the store, if I buy one something, like, I buy the other one something. Um, but the good thing about it, one thing I love about my, my youngest son is he loves his older brother. I mean, that's his heart. Like, we if we play fighting. He going to take up for him. He ain't even going to take up for me. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. I think um, once my once my oldest son started saying that, and then I had to start telling him, like, once we got a house, because we bought a house, I told him, like, at the end of the day, like, this your room and this is his room. So once he starts saying that, like, oh, yeah, we get the same thing. I'm like, yeah, like, this this our house. and So it calmed down a little bit. I mean, you, you still got stuff here and there when he won't listen to my wife. Like, if she tell him to get in the tub, he might hesitate for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then she would have to tell me. So it's like stuff like that I'm trying to get him out of.
0: So what about, so then when you have your second son, so now how does the mother of the first son act?
1: I think at first she was acting kind of shady. Um, she would like, I uh, was so when I go to work, my youngest son got go to my mother's house, and that's where my oldest son at because he go to school up the street, so it's easy for him to uh, transport transportation just to walk up the street. And sometimes she would be over there, and I think she try to get closer to the to my youngest son, so he could come home and agitate, you know, my wife. <laughs> But you know, it's just stuff like that. It's just crazy. But I think, like I always used to say, like once she find a man and be happy with that man, my life will be so much better, and that's what happened. So I don't gotta deal with it. The next man, dude. thank God.
0: So is is there a man in her life now? Yeah. And everything's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For okay. Right
0: <laughs> so I so my my biggest question now is, how did you? go through all of this, even took a two-month break with your relationship with your son and not end up on child support? Because usually in these cases, when these things are happening and it's, oh, well, you have moved on and this, that, and the third, and now I'm mad. or you going to pay? How did you manage to not be on child support?
1: One, I know she was too busy to even take care (laughs) of my son. Right. So because she she had a lot of stuff to learn, too. She had a lot of stuff uh, that she was trying to get together. Um, so one thing we came up with was, well, all right, well, since you trying to get yourself together, you know, I'm trying to get myself together on the same thing. Let, you know, my oldest son live with my mother. Because, um, you know, my mother, she she was a single lady. She was just standing there by herself. and She got a three bedroom house by herself. So I said, instead of you keep on like trying to wake up every morning, trying to run to school and then trying to do his homework. Like, let him stay with my mother, because she home 24-7. Um, she retired. And then when I get off, I can go over there and chop it up with him every day, kick it with him, and then she do the same thing. So I think that was one reason why she didn't put me on child support. Um, and I think it was the time that I went to the court and try to get full custody of him, too. So And we hashed that out, because that was going to be – me being dumb, I was trying to, like, get one up on her. But at the end of the day, they ain't doing you nothing know, but, but add fuel to the fire. So I just – let her know. Like at the end of the day, we'll be doing this dumb. We might as well just co-parent. Be the best co-parent that we can be, and hash it out. So it it worked out.
0: So uh, you going to the court system? You said they added few to the fire. How so?
1: Because she know I was she know I was ball crap. She know I was just being full <laughs> of shit, which I was. Um, <laughs> and I was just really doing it to be spiteful. Um. So but I what I, I realized, like at the end of the day, it ain't worth doing all that. Because i think... thinking. <laughs> When you do stuff like that i think we feel like we winning but we not we really hurting the kids more mm-hmm. and
0: i was
1: mm-hmm. like you know it ain't worth it so we sat down and chopped it up now just in the whole case and we've been doing art
0: so when you you say you sat down and chopped it up now now this uh meeting was your wife involved in this meeting or was it just something between you and her um because I'm just I'm asking, was your wife involved? Because usually it would take a sit down between everybody, so we'll have a clear understanding of everybody's place.
1: Yeah, no, it was just me and her.
0: So why did you feel like you didn't have to include your wife?
1: It ain't gonna work. I already, <laughs> I already tried. <laughs> we tried on multiple occasions. It just ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work.
0: So is it is that because? Your wife is already stuck in her perception of your son's mother um, because of the stuff that y'all went through in the beginning. Does she feel like okay, I'm I'm over it with her? I don't want to sit down with her or anything like that. As long as it doesn't directly affect you, I don't want no parts of it.
1: Or, no, I, I think on my on my wife's side, she tried everything she can uh, do to try mm-hmm. to be like in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just get a point of time when you feel like you're trying everything and the other person not, you just uh-huh. say forget it. Um, because we had a time where it's like, my wife felt like she was left out, right? And then we had a time that uh, it was getting frustrated when Zion used to come to the house. So Zion used to go back and tell, you know, my mother and, and his mother stuff. And so I was like, you know what, let's call a family meeting so we all can figure out, like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did the family meeting and it come out that, um, you know, my oldest son was like telling fibs back and forth. He would say, you know, stuff about his mother to me and then stuff about, uh, me to his mother mm-hmm. and then go to my mother, tell him stuff about, you know, my wife. So we, we hashed that part out, but then we try to get on like speaking terms. Um, cause my wife don't, she don't got a problem. You know, my wife, she's so respectful to everybody, but she that type of person, if she going to keep on trying and you ain't trying, then eventually she going to stop and she ain't going to do nothing else. And it's like I don't blame her, so I don't push her towards it. Like I tell her all the time, so if, if somebody speak, you speak. If they don't speak, then don't speak. And then sometimes she'll speak, that person don't speak. Leave them alone. That's just them. You can't change nobody. They stuck in their ways.
0: I would definitely have to agree with that. So, I, I'm just wondering now, like, so, and how old is... Zion again now?
1: He should be 14.
0: Okay. So he's 14 now and Cason is?
1: He about to be four. Four. Next month.
0: Would you have another child?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. That, yeah, I probably would. Like, I want a girl. I'm taller boys. I need a girl.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So I want to ask you now, um, since everything, like you said, is hashed out and y'all kind of ironed everything out, but you you did say that at times certain things spark, you know, maybe a smart comment here and there or something, this, that, and the third. What do you do now that you didn't do before?
1: I think one thing I had to do is work on myself first. Um at the end of the day, like, you can't love nobody unless you love yourself. So one thing I did was, at the end of the day, I got to love myself. And once you love yourself, can't nobody come between you and yourself because you okay. love yourself. So um, once I started doing that, then I was a better man, like, for my wife. So then I start like, feeding the same energy to her. Like, at the end of the day, like, be blessed on what you got. Like, don't let nobody come between that because we, we bless on what we got. Like, don't let nobody feed us negative energy. Because when you start doing that, when people realize that they can get on your nerves or under your skin, they're going to keep on doing it.
0: Right, right.
1: I try to, all that negativity, I try to keep out of these doors from this house.
0: Yeah, because once that person, because they know that they can and they know exactly what button to push to set you off, they tend to do those types of things. Um, I also wanted to ask now, why do you feel like... When it comes to co parenting, why is it do you feel like females feel like the father it's an issue when he starts something new, but when the female starts something new, it's like, all right, give me my space to do what I'm doing, but I don't want you to do what you're doing. Why do you feel like females have think that all the time because it it's a lot of that like I've talked to a lot of guys, and they say, "Oh, I'd be glad when she finds somebody else, so she could stay off my nerves." But it's very rare that you will hear female say the same thing. So why why do you feel like females act so out of pocket when the fathers start something new, but then when they start something new, they expect y'all to respect what y'all what they got going on?
1: I I can I, I can say from a man perspective. I don't know about women. Cause mm-hmm. It's just it's all over the place. I think a lot of stuff is is like feelings wise when it comes to women.
0: Okay. Um.
1: Okay. And I think sometimes like men might have, you know, wronged on the next. I think sometimes men give off the energy where it's like they still feel some type of way about their their uh, kid's mother a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but I think. Once we block all that feeling off, it shouldn't be that no more. And if a woman still feel like that, I think she's just doing that to be spiteful.
0: Well, do you feel like um, when when you get into the next relationship, from the person on the outside looking in, meaning the mother, because they really don't know what y'all are going through behind closed doors. Right. The perception of, oh, well, I didn't get this treatment when we was together. So, you know, what's going on here? Do you think it has anything to do with that?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, like, if, if I can go back to uh, my oldest um uh, mother, we was engaged for, I want to say seven years. And then, you know, for me not to deal with her no more and then meet somebody else and then get married within a year, that's definitely a problem she probably seen. So she probably trying to figure out, like, what's going on with me? Why are we ain't getting married that fast? So, yeah, that, that got something to do with it, too.
0: Hmm. And if I may ask why, <laughs> I mean, because if you, if if you think about it, not, I'm not at all saying that that's right. Because like you said, if it didn't work, it didn't work. And we just have to come to terms that it didn't work. So I, I guess I'm not going to ask you why I guess I'm just going to ask you like, like you said, females play off of feelings and emotions. So can you kind of understand and grasp how she's feeling when those when that happens? Because it's like, you said y'all been together for eight years, and then here comes this new woman. I don't know what she did, but, you know, we was engaged a few times, but this one you actually married. So right. can, can you see how a female would feel about that, especially after giving you eight years of her life?
1: No, no, I, I, I definitely get it because I probably would feel the same way. Um, mm-hmm. But I think men and women act totally different. Um, a lot of women go off their feelings. And I think men, we really don't go off our feelings, but we go off our pride. Um, so it's, it's, it's two different things. And I think uh, it's, it's certain stuff in that past relationship that was going up and down a little bit too much mm-hmm. really for us to get married. Um, mm-hmm. One, I want to say, is when we had my oldest son, you know, she already had a son. Um, but I ain't had to deal with his father because his father lived in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk off and on, but I became like raising him. So when I met her, I was, uh, what they say? Papa was a rolling stone. I was, I was out there. But <laughs> so, like, when I met her and she had a kid that, that was new to me. So I had to settle down a little bit. Like, you know what? Like I gotta be a, a family man. I can't keep on going to the club and hanging out. So I gotta like start trying to chill in the house, do stuff with our son. But then once we had, you know, our son together, now that was two of them. So that took us from, like, doing a lot of things together. Um, and that took even, like, she at work or I'm at work, she home or I'm home, and I'm trying to do stuff with the kids. We ain't spent a lot of time together.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that, that hashed all that out. So I think one thing that me and my wife do now is before we even had our son, we sat down and say, look, at the end of the day, we can't stop doing what we do. We can't stop going out. We can't stop going to the movies. We can't stop doing date nights. Um, and that's, that, that's something that we had, like something we do, we, uh, we go out almost like every other weekend, I pay, she pay. And we didn't let, you know, case come in between us because at the end of the day when kids come, boy, that's something that they do. They break the bond between parents. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that we did, um, in my past relationship. Okay. And once we did that, you know, everything started going downhill and we wasn't understanding what was going on at the time because it happened so fast. And then we just, we just fell up, we ended up falling apart. I mean, it happens. But in this relationship, I got now, married to my wife. We ain't letting it happen.
0: So would you, so I guess it was, it's safe to say that in this relationship with your wife, you're, you're a whole lot more mature than what you were when you were with your son's mother.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. A lot.
0: So let's switch gears for a second. Um... So as you stated, the mother now is with someone else new. Um, have you been introduced to that to that person?
1: Yeah, I met him once.
0: Okay how how important do you feel that that is? Is the, Do you feel like um, you being introduced to the person that's you know technically technically around your son? Um, do you feel like that that's important, or is that something that you can just it's hit or miss. It's like, all right, well, I know you, but I don't really need to know you. But I mean, if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't just don't do nothing to my child. Do you feel like those type of relationships, like do you feel like you should have a relationship with the person's significant other?
1: I don't think we need to have a relationship, but I think we need to have an understanding that, uh, you know, that I am still his father. He is stepfather. Um, we gotta respect him like he gotta respect me. I don't need to be called every time he do something wrong because that's a step forward. Um, I, I just think we need to understand that we don't need like be best friends and stuff like that. Uh, like I said, I met him once. I mean, I ain't mad that I didn't meet him a whole bunch of times because yeah. at the end of the day, I got my own situation that I'm trying to you know deal with with me and my wife. We we happily married. We I'm over here chilling, and I and I trust my um. I trust Zion's mother. I think she ain't gonna put him around somebody that she know that's bad for her. So I trust her. Well, let's
0: let's let's play around with that stepfather word. Now I want to ask because it is it, crazy to me because I've I've heard a lot of this going on here lately, and then you said it too. Oh, that's just that. Is is he a stepfather? Because he's a do we call him a stepfather in a relationship, or do we call him a stepfather when there's a
1: marriage? Hmm. Yeah, I say both
0: because I feel like, and this is just my opinion. I feel like stepfathers a little premature because you don't really know how long the person's going to be there. So, like you said in the beginning, they develop these relationships. So, if I'm if if he's calling them stepdad or whatever he's supposed to call them, and then it doesn't work out, what does he do now? Like. I can see where a child could be confused, like another guy comes in. Is this my stepdad, or is that just Mister So and So? You see what I'm saying? No, so, no.
1: I see what you're saying.
0: So why? I mean, why? Why such a big title when you're just in a relationship?
1: I mean, I, I guess that kind. <laughs> I guess that guy comes from the women's side because I don't know what. I don't know what he called. I don't know if she's <laughs> saying this is stepfather or this Tony from down the street or <laughs> I, I don't know what she had him called. So. Like I don't get into that. I let her handle that part. Like I don't, you know, I stay out of that, cause I don't want, you know, I don't, I don't go to my son and be like, don't be calling him stepdad. I ain't, I ain't into all that. At the end of the day, if my son like him, he treat my son good. That's good.
0: Because even even with that title, like the women are definitely not going to let the child call the wife stepmother yeah yeah and so 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 why is it thanks off top. so why is it that you know the guy has to be labeled the stepfather and i i also wanted to ask you um now how does your interaction with your son's mother does he have a problem with that because sometimes that could cause a of insecurity so in in a hypothetical situation let's just say she says oh i gotta go uh, to my baby the house and she there for too long you know what i'm saying like but not because anything's going on it's because i'm just here and maybe we started talking or something happened and we had to have a conversation or whatever and then you know he's blowing up the phone or yeah like what's going on like do, how how do you feel about that type of stuff like do you feel like at that point, that person is crossing the boundary because at the end of the day, before there was you, we had a kid.
1: It, it all depends on how she betrayed me to be. If she mm. betrayed me to be, you know, a uh, happy married man with another kid, I'm just, you know, there. That's that's how he going to look at me. But if she betrayed me to be somebody that's trying to still get with her and blowing kisses at her when she come around, then he's going to be on that whole other stuff. But it all depends on what she did it all it all depends on how she say i am
0: wow i i and not necessarily how she gives off the perception of you, it's also her actions, yeah, when it comes to like if you're brought up in a conversation like you gotta kinda like watch the body language or you know or watch how she acts when you know when you're around and right, stuff right. Like that. because that that also can give off a false you know misconception of the relationship as well. so um, in 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 this day, you being the mature mo and you know with the kids being a little tiny bit older now than what they were when you were transitioning from one young lady to your wife do you feel like if y'all came back to the round table again and tried to do this whole co-parenting thing? Wife included, it would work now. Like, do do you see in the future? Like, um, we're all together—me, her, my wife, the kids, her man. Like, do do you see any of that? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be straight honest. No, nope. I mean, but it, it be sometimes we all over my mother' house. Not him, but mm-hmm. you know, um. I had my wife and then uh, my oldest son up over there, and it, you know, it just it's regular. Don't nobody, everybody be chilling. We go over there, and say hi to the kids. We say what's up to mom and dukes, and we we'll out of there. It don't be like no kumbaya type moment, but.
0: So how do we? So how do we handle events now, like birthdays, graduations, or anything celebratory? like are we are we all coming together as one, or is there two separate ones
1: yeah it's it's still two separate ones like i we we celebrate him over here and then he'll go with his mother and celebrate pride with his mother and his uh mother boyfriend and her family, so do you feel like,
0: do you feel like that's too much it, especially with him being a little older now, so I'm just trying to figure out like at thirteen why are we still separating? You know why can't we all just come together, do one thing, and co- so I'm just saying, like if you have a party somewhere, let's just say a place or whatever, like like you said, nobody has to be best friends and you know hug each other and this that and there. But why why can't we be a cohesive unit and just you know why? Because I because i cause I'm, I feel like two different ones is too much at this age.
1: I think stuff can be together. But when you got somebody that want to be known that they there, it ain't going to work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you got somebody that want to come in there because they know everybody and, hi, hi, and not speak to your wife, it ain't going to work. So my wife rather just stay out of it. She mm. rather just keep on doing what we're doing and just keep it like that. It been working. I ain't against it. It been working.
0: So I guess I guess basically you're saying it's all about the what type of family status yeah. that you have. So it's like, all right, I know the aunts and I know the mother, and okay, hmm, I understand. So how do you feel about discipline um, on on either spectrum between you know your wife disciplining your 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 son and her boyfriend disciplining him, like? What what are the discipline limits like? What what do you feel like? What's a boundary that can't be crossed on either side, whether it be your wife or her boyfriend?
1: I think what people got to realize. I think people forget. Back in the, I want to say fifties, <laughs> the reason kids grew up right is because the neighborhood used to beat kids together. Mm-hmm. When your mother and father wasn't home, who beat them? The next door neighbor, the mm-hmm. dude across the street. Mm-hmm. So if if he over there, and he doing something wrong. As a man, his job is to make sure he put him in this place to say, "Look, you can't do that." He supposed to grow him. He supposed to grow him up right. I respect him to take care of him. Um, and on the same side here, if I'm not home, I want my wife to get in his tail. Don't you don't gotta call me and I gotta come all the way home because then they never gonna respect me. Get in his butt. Right. It, I'm I'm fine with it. Ain't like he giving them black eyes and stuff like that. Then that's different. Right, right, right. But so, if he can't, have, if he smacking one about, or have a conversation with him. That's what we supposed to do. That's what we're supposed to do.
0: So, what do you say to those men who say, "Oh, well, as long as he don't touch my son," and you know, because I, cause I, do agree with you to a certain extent, especially if they're re- if they're in a relationship and and if they're living together, then the the other person should be able to say, "Hey, don't do that," or "Stop doing that," or or maybe give them a slight punishment or something like that. But there are men that says, okay, well, you could do whatever you want, just don't touch your son. So, I'm just saying, so what what do you say to those guys who who have that attitude?
1: I think what they got to do is put themselves in that person's shoes. What would they do if they were taking care of somebody else's child and the child act up? If they just going to let the child run amok? Are they going to let the child run crazy because they don't want to you Know push the issue of, of saying something, mm-hmm. um, and I think sometimes people just gotta grow up like, it's 2021? Like, we gotta get out of that, out of that. Earth. Because if we, if we, I think if you, if, if you be like that and your kids see you like that, then your kids do extra stuff because they know
0: mm-hmm. how their that,
1: how that father is. They're gonna go over there and not respect the other man because the first thing they're gonna do is like, well, I can call my father. And that's this extra drama that you're putting on your kid as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I ain't, yeah, I ain't with all that.
0: Okay, I I, I understand where you come coming from with that as well. Um, so I guess so. Let's let's just stay right here for a second with with the discipline. So, and like you said, some guys feel like, well, I'm not saying anything because I just don't feel like dealing with the father. Or you know, or, or whatever the case may be, because like you said, the kids know what's going on, so they play. They play on it, like, oh, I know that if he yells and I tell my father, he' gonna come over here. Right. This, that, and the third. So, do you do you feel like these? That's the right uh, attitude to have, because like I said, it is boundaries with everything. So, and and again, let's just say that. So, do you feel like how? How can I say this? Do you feel like the the relationship has to be at a certain point for that to start happening? So, like, let's just say they're together for two months versus six months. Do you feel like at two months you should be disciplining versus, okay, six months? So, it looks like he, he may be around a little bit longer. So, do you feel like there is a time when and when not to discipline?
1: Yeah, I think I think... Two months is probably when when the other guy should have a conversation to let them know. Like at the end of the day, like you you bugging, you gotta chill. Like mm-hmm. you know, don't and, and your mom's together, but I'm here to also you know look out for you too. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it take a conversation, but like I said, kids play on that. If they if they know their father amped up, that's all they want to do, or well, they <laughs> they just gonna keep it going. They gonna keep the drama going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they just I think too. Um, I had a conversation one time before with one of her other friends um, when Zion was acting up. I, Me and him met. We talked outside. Zion seen us talking outside. And Zion seen us having a regular conversation. And I told him in front of Zion, I said, if he act up, I, I you know, respect you to put him in this place. Like, don't let him get to the point where he think he can just run the house. Because that, mm-hmm. you the man of the house when you over there. Mm-hmm. Like, he got to understand that. So right. once Zion see me like had a conversation with him, then Zion already knew like oh yeah they 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 were like friends. So he he chilled out because at first he was he was acting kind of crazy. And the guy called me and was like, "Can I meet you? Because we need to have a conversation." Okay. So I said, "Yeah, fine, let's talk."
0: So you have sons, but I want to ask you, how far does that go with a
1: daughter? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because if, if I met a girl she had a daughter I don't, I, don't, I don't know how you can carry a girl I mean conversation wise I probably would sit down and wouldn't have a conversation with her because I think one thing that girls do is, is girls love their father right so if she felt like me and her father were on the same page then she might look at it kind of different Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know It that's that's kind of hard I won't know that until I get a girl
0: <laughs> so of course you know you grew up <clears throat> both of with both of your parents you had our dad and your mom so and you know how our our dad was and, and he worked hard and you know he kept the family together How do you feel, because I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine earlier, and he was saying that because he didn't grow up with his dad, he tried so hard to keep his relationship in place so that his children wouldn't have to go through or feel what he felt with just having one parent in the house.
1: Right, right.
0: How do you feel about the fact that you, and I'm not going to say you weren't able, but it just didn't work. So is that something that you kind of beat yourself up about, or do you just feel like, you know, different time, different place, it didn't work, but I'm still your father nonetheless?
1: Yeah, I think I try to be there the the best way I can, Um, let them know that I'm here 24-7 if you need me, and call them, call them almost every day to check in with them. Mm-hmm. Well, my mother, I was saying, Mary Day, um, I try not to go three days without missing him, uh, go over there, uh, check in on him about his homework, about his class, stuff like that. Um, I think it's it's hard probably not growing up with a father. And I have friends that grew up without fathers. And I see what, you know, how, they li- how their lives turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I try to put myself in a, you know, in a place where it won't happen to him. Because it's probably tough for him. You know, not living with me or his mother,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, I, I try to be there almost every day for him.
0: Okay, so in short, so we're gonna rip this up. Um, in previous episodes, I've talked to you know fathers, I talked to single fathers, I talked to fathers that are having issues with the system, and one of the reoccurring themes that I keep hearing is. I'm tired, or I just got tired of fighting with the system. My question to you is because you've managed to avoid the system with whatever y'all worked out as far as him, you know, living with your mother and everything like that. So, for the guy who doesn't have the mother that says, okay, yeah, sure, I'll take him. What advice could you offer that guy who wants to be a father but doesn't want to be the type of father that the system wants him to be? So to avoid child support or to avoid a a battle or a custody hearing or this that and the third like what do, what what do you recommend as far as co-parenting and communication? Or any not what you recommend, like what advice could you give that father?
1: I mean, the only thing I would try to tell them tell them guys is try to have as much as communication with the mom as possible, but I know sometimes it's hard to do mm-hmm. sometimes the system gotta play a part even for you to co parent I mean it's sad because I think a lot of women don't realize when you add the system it it's not helping. You know the the relationship is is basically okay. there to tear down the father. Mm-hmm. Um, in my my line of work, that's all I see. That's all I see is single mothers, and I ask them like, where the father? They're like, well, he's somewhere doing what he's supposed to do. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, like what happened between y'all? And I'm just like, man, y'all just got have communication. Like it's a communication breakdown somewhere. If people would communicate, the world would run a lot smoother, and the system would fail. Right now, the system is thriving off of. Women just want to take their their uh, father's down child support. Some fathers on child support don't even supposed to be on child support. Agreed. Um, I think if a father trying to do the best he can to take kids' kids, that's a guy who don't need the system. Now, a father who just having kids and he just doing what he want to do, now that's somebody that you got to take to the system. Um, but you got a lot of good guys that's, on, that's in the system for no reason. And they, they backed up in child support, so now they can't get a license to drive. And now they drive with no license. They get pulled over. they getting hella tickets that they got paid. They lose their job. Now they don't have no job to pay the tickets. Now they're in jail. So it's, it's, it's a waste of time dealing with the system when you got a good father that's trying to step up and, and take care of their kids.
0: And you pretty much said a whole lot of the things that, which is the reason why I started this podcast, because like you said, there are active fathers who want to be active. But for whatever reason, whether the mother's still caught up in her feelings or whatever the case, he can't be that way. And because the father's not jumping off the roof when she asks him to, he automatically goes into the system. Now, you kind of following in our father's footsteps uh, on the political side of things, where would be... Because I feel like, like you said, the whole take the license away, throw them in jail and now I can't work. So now the child support's piling up. So wh- where can we start as far as trying to get somebody to look at this and make them realize that this just doesn't make any sense? Well, think- ultimately, that is my goal. Um, with this, is for it to catch somebody's eye and for them to hear it out loud. You know what? He lost his license, so now he can't deliver packages or, or whatever. So if he can't deliver the packages, then how's he going to pay the child support? Right. Yeah.
1: Well, I think I think what we need is we need uh, child support attorneys to start looking into these cases. And for the mothers who who is on child support or getting child support money, like, start following the line where that money is going at. Because half of the money they're getting not even going to the kids. It's going to their car payments, or so it's going <laughs> to their rent, it's going to their mortgage. And I think when you get an attorney, start looking into that type of stuff and figure out, well, the money not even being spent on the kids. So why, this, why is she even getting the money? A lot of that nonsense a stop. But right now, ain't nobody doing it. You know, it's it been going on for years. The system been winning off of it. Um, They've been throwing black men in jail for it. And it just... Is this a cycle that's
0: going to keep on going? So now that you said that, (laughs) let's just say this, because I've heard someone say to me before, if the mother gets child support and she decides to put it towards the food or the gas and electric bill or the rent, is she wrong for that? Because technically the child has to eat. The child uh, needs lights or, you know, the child needs the roof. Do do you feel like that's reasonable enough or should it go strictly on the shoes, the clothes, the haircuts, or whatever the case?
1: Yeah, it should go straight towards the kid. If your light bill cut off, that means you need to go get a job and work (laughs) so you can pay for that light bill to stay on. That child support money ain't for that. It's for the kid. Because at the end of the day, if, if you pay the light bill and then my son got holes in his shoes because you didn't pay the light bill, you ain't holding up your end of the bargain of, of taking care of the kid. So yeah, no, they, they shouldn't be spending that money for that. That's what they got a job for.
0: And 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 one last question. This is a good one. If the father is on child support, do you feel like so if the father's already given the child support, but the mother calls and says, Hey, he's playing a sport now, you need to buy the uniform. Or he wants X, Y, and Z for Christmas and the child support doesn't cover it because you know a lot of our kids like electronics. So yeah, whatever you're giving is not covering what he wants. Do you feel like a father that's on child support should do anything extra or should he say, Listen, you get child support and that's it?
1: It all it all depends on how much it is. If you get if you getting a thousand dollars, I ain't buying <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but if you but only get like 250 yeah and then you can call me and say what he need but you, I'm buying it I'm not giving you the money to buy it I'm going to buy it and if, if he play football and he got seven uniforms I'm going to keep the other seven uniforms at my house so when the other ones get dirty then you got to come to my house to get them <laughs> yeah no they ain't, ain't, they ain't playing them type games
0: okay well, I can honestly say that I do definitely agree with you on those things, Um, you know. And one thing that, you know, in my very first episode, I spoke to a, a Texas uh, lawyer and she does child support cases and she told me she, well, she advised the fathers to always keep a receipt of anything that you do. Um right. You know, if you buy a pair of socks, keep the receipt. You know what I'm saying? So, is is very important for the fathers to keep everything um, documented and everything so that they can have their proof of yeah no I am a father I do do what I do so now we can wrap this up and is there any advice that you can offer a father that's going through anything not necessarily co parenting or you know just just anything as far as uh, his mental health uh, or or anything like that because so far those are the topics that i've covered so if you could offer any advice as far as being a father or you know or staying with the system um if he's in the system like you know can you offer him any advice to keep him you know aligned with being a father
1: i think one 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 thing i want to say is what i always say is one you i love yourself first um put yourself first don't feel like Just because you put yourself first, you're letting other people down. Because at the end of the day, you can't take care of nobody else if you don't take care of yourself. Uh, Take care of yourself first, and then you make yourself better to take care of other people. Um, I mean, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do as a man. If you're stepping up, don't feel less of a man if if she take you down child support. You're doing what you you can do. You're doing the best you can do. Uh, And just keep it up. Don't let the system win. Don't let her win. Uh, Cause she gonna try her best to knock you down. Just keep on climbing the ladder. Um, because at the end of the day, like we we strong black men, we we the kings of the Bible. You know what I'm saying? We gotta act like it. So once we start acting like it, man, we gonna we gonna cherish and we are gonna grow. And to all black men, man, like have faith, stay strong, and keep on knowing what you doing.
0: Thank you so much. And might I say that you definitely have matured. Still funny, but you. You know, I'm always funny. Yeah. <laughs> I like your way of thinking. Thank you so much for joining me on episode four
1: of the no problem.
0: podcast. Uh, hopefully I can touch base with you, you know, in, you know, maybe a year or so or maybe a couple more months down the road. Maybe we might have that girl in play and everything like that. But I do thank you for coming on and sharing your story and giving us a little bit of insight on chaotic co-parenting
1: thank yeah, you no problem you know, don't, be, don't uh don't have me join the show and i got a little girl i'll be more crying and she's like yeah, <laughs> and stuff, but appreciate <laughs> i thank you for having me appreciate it keep on doing what you're doing somebody need to put us out there
0: yeah and that would be me thank you thank you everybody for joining me on episode four of the father's name podcast i am your girl tana shell and we signing off